the words of Jesus, creative, causative, prophetic, instructional. Creative, causative, prophetic, instructional, part 9. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Dash. The words of Jesus as recorded in Matthew 5 17-19. These words and remarks of Jesus can seem to veer away from what He has been teaching in the preceding verses. However, we must consider the context of this teaching, it is a spiritual discourse and teaching about entering or inheriting the kingdom of heaven. Jesus began His sermon and teaching with a new, radical-sounding and revolutionary message on salvation and sanctification. The first time, ever in scriptures, salvation is no longer based on keeping the law, i.e., a rule book of required practices, a book of do's and don'ts. Instead, salvation is now based on God's free gift of grace through your faith in Jesus. Jesus, also for the first time, teaches about a process known as sanctification. This revolutionary teaching reveals the steps of the most difficult process of purging, cleansing, purifying by which each and every believer will restore to God as his child and son and prepared for the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them, so we can understand that he is not replacing the old ways with something new and strange, but that he is the living fulfillment and completion, of that which was incomplete, the law. The Apostle Paul reiterates this in Galatians 3 21-26. 21 Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. 22 But the Scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. 23 Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. 24 So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. 25 But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. 26 For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God, through faith. Jesus is making clear that the law is now completed by Him, through Him and in Him. Jesus has set us free from the impossible requirements, restrictions and bondage of the law. The new covenant is alive and active and its name is Jesus. It is and sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and its name is Jesus. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and its name is Jesus. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, He dwells within us. Next, in order to emphasize His teaching that the law is not abolished, but is alive, He says, For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Finally, speaking directly to His disciples both then and now, Jesus warns, Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Keeping the context of this teaching in mind, these commandments, or teachings to which Jesus is referring, begin in Matthew 5 1 and continue through Matthew 10:41. I say again, Jesus is teaching, first about your salvation and explaining the process of your sanctification. He then follows up, in subsequent chapters and verses, with examples and details of His commandments and teaching on this truth. Note, this is important. If you decide not to follow His commandments, teachings as presented, 
or if you choose a different method, you will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven, at the very best. Many Christians find other ways, more convenient ways, or methods that make one feel more comfortable. Then, these same people wonder why they cannot do the works that Jesus does, and certainly cannot do the greater works He commanded and promised. Failure to obey or to follow these commandments, teachings does not mean you are no longer saved, far from it. But when Jesus says you will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, He is telling you that you will be weak and will be able to do very little. By contrast, whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. By this, Jesus is saying you will be able to do very much in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus has told us that the kingdom is within you now, and after your earthly life, you will dwell with Him in His kingdom. What are you to do with these words? For me? I am serious about studying them, meditating on them so I can do them by way of the Holy Spirit who lives within me. I encourage you to do the same, and more. Jesus has told us, Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Your brother and friend. Mike Young. Next, the words of Jesus, what are you to do with them? Part 10, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5:20. Previous, the words of Jesus, what are you to do with them? Part 8, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Matthew 5 4.